series, we're doing a series on two weeks of talking about gifts. gifts. Okay, last week we talked about the gift of a name, right? We went through Jesus' genealogy, and there were these names in there, and it's like Jesus has given, uh, God has given us a name and stories, and he's also given us Jesus, who is the name above, above all names, who gives us life, right? When we trust in him and he forgives us, um, and there's redemption there, right? Today we're going to talk about the gift of the lowly, or the gift of being lowly. Not lonely, but lowly. Lowly, all right? Before I do that, though, I want to talk about something, okay? Uh, do you guys know what croquet is? Yeah. Look at these pictures. This is what croquet is, okay? Uh, basically, it's like golf, um, but way better, what? all right? <laughs> Here's some pictures of people playing croquet. <laughs> yes? Yes? There, no, wait, listen, you're about to see, look at it, look, look, you're right, there's not a teenager, well, you don't know, you, you don't know if that's a teenager, the second picture, okay? You don't know that. Okay. Anyways, hey, what, hey, come on, we, I got, look, right, these are from wrinkles, all right, so, here's the thing, these are my friends, okay, these are four of my friends, that's me, actually, that's me, Eli's not in the picture, that's me, um, that's me, that's my friend Jacob sitting next to me, and then Jake is behind me, and Brett is behind Jacob in the back, okay? Those are three of my friends, and when I was at school in Arizona, we would play croquet weekly, okay? We'd, we would weekly pr- play croquet at our campus, and um, the thing is, the thing is, the winner, every week, we bought like a wrestling belt, like a WWE belt, and every week, if you won, if you won, you got to keep the WWE belt and sign it with your initials and date it. Oh, this is the field we play at, by the way. All right, beautiful field. That's my, that's my croquet mallet and my ball. And I won a lot, all right? That's me with the belt. Uh, I won more than that. I could only fit five pictures on the screen, though, okay? So that's me winning a lot. That's also my professional croquet U.S. Association hat on, all right? Yes, Tyler? No, 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 no. Not these ones. I don't want them to be big enough for you guys to see. Yes? Huh? Uh, no, I know my friend has the belt. And, no, same belt, and we get to sign it and date it when we won and keep it for the week. Um, but what happened was I, I got so good at croquet, um, my one friend, he, he got really angry one week, okay, like really, really angry because I was just – I was bussing, bussing at at croquet. All right. Yes. Ask Cass. Cass, I was good at croquet, right? I like my skills. If I played, if I played now, it would be unfair. It, you guys would end up crying. But this is what happened. This is this is what happened when when I got really good. Okay. Oh wait. You, you guys know what that is? That's like the little stake that you have to hit. Okay. When you uh, like to get through the uh, little hoop. I forget what they're called. You know, because I'm a professional croquet guy. My friend, my friend takes this stick after the croquet match is over, because I just won. I won. No, no, no. He took that stick. No, no. It was a stick. It was a stick. He took, he took the stick out of the floor, and he threw it at me. It's dark out. I look up, and all of a sudden, it hits me in the head. There I am. Yes. That's, I wish, I wish we would have recorded it. Sorry, I should have warned. I should have warned. But anyways, there I am. There I am with my head bleeding. My head's bleeding after this injury. And as you can see, I'm smiling, kind of shocked, okay? And trying to put on, like, my best self. I'm like, okay, I'm okay. You know, people are around. 
Cass was there. I need to like look tough. I was like, okay, well, we got to be cool. I got to be cool. And in my head, in my head, no, he threw it. He whipped it through the air. And boom. I should have. But in my head, I was trying to look all cool and like I had it together. But in my head, I was like, oh my gosh, am I going to die? Is this, is this the last day of my life? I, there's like, I see blood trickle down my nose and I'm like, what's going on? Anyways, what'd you say? Ugly? Yes, a great croquet injury. So I was, trying, I was trying to put on, for everyone else, I was trying to make it look like I was okay. But in my head, I was like, I'm not okay. I'm not okay right now. Yes, Stephen? I was. I was smiling. Huh? Mask? Yes. Mask. Oh, no. No, I was just trying to look tough. I was, I was trying to act tough. That's a good question, though. I was trying to ask, I, I was trying to look tough, um, but in the inside, I was like falling apart, okay? I think, I think that that is kind of true of all of us, okay? We always like to portray uh, the, the best parts of ourselves. We always like to make sure other people think that we are the best, that we have it together, um, that we have everything that we need. Whether that means like trying to uh, buy the latest like video game system so that other people think that we're cool and we have it. Um, or maybe it's, you know, making sure that people like know who's talking when you're talking. So you talk loud, you make sure people hear what you're saying because you want to have like the loudest voice in the room. You want people to know uh, who you are, what you're saying. Um, maybe it's just you want to seem the smartest or the most athletic, um, like the best at the sports, best at the sports, right? Um, or maybe it's, it's that you want to be like, the, for those of you who are in here, maybe you want to be the best at chess or the best at football, Logan. Um, or maybe the best at Rocket League, Tyler, right? Um, or maybe you just want to be like the, known as the prettiest or the kindest person. Um, yes, Luke, exactly. Or maybe the funniest. Maybe you want to be known as the funniest person. And so what I'm trying to get at is that most times, most times, all of us, we want other people to think that we have it together, that we have it together, that we're cool, right? Just like when I was like hit in the head, I was like, I don't people think I have it together. When aside, I was like, this is the last day of my life. I'm going to die. But what we're going to see in the passage today is that um, it is a gift to be lowly. Okay? It's a gift, uh, actually, to, to not have it all together, to be humbled. All right? That's what we're going to see in this passage today. Um, so in this passage, Mary, who's the mother of Jesus, right? We just read about the genealogy, and it's like Joseph is married to Mary, who is the mother of Christ, right? So Mary sings a song in this passage, and she sings a song and she's going to tell us why it is a gift to be lowly, okay? But just before this, leading up to this passage, there's an angel named Gabriel, and he appears to Zechariah, um, who is the husband of Elizabeth. And he says, Elizabeth and Zechariah are old. Like, they, like they're not, they're, they can't have babies at this point because they're old. And, and Gabriel says, Zechariah, your wife is going to have a baby, okay? And Zechariah's like, oh, I don't know. And he, and he doubts and all this stuff. But then the same angel, Gabriel, appears to Mary and tells her that she's going to have a baby. But she's a virgin, so she shouldn't be able to have a baby either. And, and, but she believes. She believes the angel. And so Mary then goes and visits Elizabeth, who is Zechariah's wife, who's also going to have a baby. And there's, uh, Elizabeth and Mary are related. And when Mary enters the room, the baby in Elizabeth's womb, like, leaps leaps. And, and Elizabeth is like, whoa. And then Elizabeth blesses Mary. Um, she, Elizabeth actually says, 
Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill what he has spoken to her. So he's like, oh, blessed are you because you believed what God has spoken to you, that you're going to have a son. And then Mary sings, okay? And this is where we are. Mary singing. It's in Luke chapter 1, verses 46 through 55. This is what Mary sings and says, okay? She says, My soul praises the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, because he has looked with favor on the humble condition of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, because the Mighty One has done great things for me, and his name is holy. His mercy is from generation to generation on those who fear him. He has done a mighty deed with his arm. He has scattered the proud because of the thoughts of their hearts. He has toppled the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has satisfied the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering his mercy. To Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he spoke to our ancestors. So Mary sings this, all right? Let's pray, and then we're going to talk about how, how does Mary show us that it's a gift to be lowly, all right? Let's pray. God, we thank you for this time together. Um, would you uh, speak to us uh, today, tonight, as we are just gathered here? Um, and would you remind us that we are real people, um, that we don't have to have it all together, but actually it is a gift to be lowly and humbled and to not have it all together because you are near to us when we are lowly. We praise you and we thank you and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, I don't know if anyone's going to remember, but right out the bat, Mary praises God. Does anyone know why? Because, yeah, you don't have it in front of you. Because he looked with favor on the humble condition of his servant. Okay, so God saw Mary in the midst of her stinky feet, I think is what just happened with Zaire. He's got stinky feet. But God, God saw Mary in the midst of, of her lowliness, um, and he said he looked with favor on her. Okay? But we have to talk about Mary for a second. Does, any, does anyone know anything about Mary? Okay, virgin having a baby, yes? Young, right? She, she was like probably a teenager, like your guys' age. She was like your guys' age. Like Mary was in a, in a way like you, all right? In a different culture, in a different place, so differently, but... Yeah, she was young, and, and she was a virgin, but she was having a baby, and, and she wasn't married at all. And so she was like on the brink of being an outcast, because um, first of all, like Joseph chooses to stay with her, but if he didn't, like her, her husband is, is who she, and her family was who she had to rely on in her, in her society and her culture, was who she, who she had to rely on for support and financial needs and, and for life, in a sense. And so if Mary lost all that because she was an outcast, like her life would be pretty much done. She would be an outcast and wouldn't have a support structure in her life. And she was young too. Like imagine, imagine you guys are just cast out from everyone you knew. You don't have any support or friends anymore. Like how, how scary would that be? How scary would that be? She was low. Like she was low in her life she, because she was on the brink of like losing everything in a sense. All right? But then she sings this song and she says she praises the greatness of the Lord and her spirit rejoices because he looked with favor on the humble condition of his servant. She says that God has seen me in my lowliness and, and, and he's looked at me and he's looked with favor upon me in the midst of her fear. Um, and the amazing thing is that we get to hear from this teen girl that's just like you. We get to hear from her today tell us about 
God being with her in the midst of her lowliness. God being with you guys in the midst of your lowliness. We get to hear her tell us that it is a gift actually to be lowly because God sees the lowly. He sees you when you're lowly. But he doesn't just see the lowly. Okay, in verse 54, it also says that he exalts them. It says, he has helped his servant Israel, remembering his, wait, no, not 54, 52. He has toppled the mighty from the thrones and exalted the lowly. So God exalts the lowly. And he also satisfies those who are hungry. In in verse 53, uh, Mary says, he has satisfied the hungry with good things and sent the rich way empty. And then he's also merciful. God is also merciful to his children. In verse 54, he has helped his servant Israel, remembering his mercy. So he doesn't just see them, but he exalts them. He feeds them so that they're not hungry. And he shows mercy to them. And then it also says that those who are proud and rich and mighty, he topples and he scatters and he makes away with them. So he makes away with the people who seem like they have it all together. The rich and the, the proud. He makes away with them. And, and he draws near and sees the lowly. The people who, who are afraid and scared and ashamed uh, and cast out. And I think we have to ask ourselves the question, how often, how often do you guys in your lives feel lowly? Maybe you don't show it all the time, but how often in your lives do you feel lowly? Like maybe daily? Maybe daily you feel that? Yeah. Maybe, it's be- yeah. maybe it's because, you know, like those, those kids who you're around, who you thought were your friends, actually like have abandoned you. Um, and they turn out not to be your friends. Um, or maybe, you, and you, so you feel lonely and betrayed. You guys are besties over there. Or, or maybe you did something. Maybe you actually did something that you, shouldn't, that you know you shouldn't have done, and so you feel ashamed about it. You feel ashamed about it, and you feel scared. Um, you feel like if anyone found out what you did or, or who you are, you would be an outcast. Maybe you feel like that. Or, or maybe like you just don't know who you are. Maybe you don't know who you are or, or who you want to be. Or maybe you're afraid about people finding out who you really are, um, what, what you really think, and stuff like that. And so you feel confused and embarrassed. Like all these things, there's so many things in all of our lives, and all of your lives, that can make us feel lowly, right? That don't make us feel like we have it all together. And I think often, oftentimes, whenever we feel lowly, our first instinct, like it's kind of a little uncomfortable, and our first instinct is to, is to fake it. You guys ever fake it? That's, yeah. Like, uh, uh, interesting. Um, I guess in a way, like you're like, oh, it, I'm kind of uh, maybe insecure that I don't know these answers, so I'm going to cheat and fake it. Yeah, that could that could be a way. That's good. Yeah, I know, man. Yeah, okay. But often when we feel lowly, when we're when we're afraid, ashamed, um, embarrassed, confused, we like to fake it and pretend like we have it all together. Okay, we like we like to make others think that we're okay. And we like to hide our shame and our embarrassment and our fear and loneliness so that other people think we have it all together, right? Just like when I was sitting with the croquet, I was like, I want everyone to think I'm cool. I don't want people to think that I'm, I'm lowly, right? But Mary, Mary actually shows us something different here, okay? Mary shows us, she reminds us that God sees the lowly, okay? He sees the lowly and he exalts them and he satisfies them and he has mercy on them. Mary shows us that you don't need to have it all together. You don't need to have it all together. And, it, and it's even better to not have it all together, to not fake it, right? To actually be, like what I said in our mission statement, is encountering or welcoming students as they are so that they might encounter the real living God in every part of their lives, the, the high parts and the lowly parts, every part of their lives. God wants to meet you in the lowly parts of your lives. He sees you there and he wants to satisfy you and exalt you. 
And, and like we said before, he also topples uh, the world, the, the, he topples the worlds of those who seem to have it all together. Those who seem to have it all together often don't have it all together. And oftentimes, God shows them that they don't. Shows us that we don't have it all together. And draws us to him so that we might know him. So that we might know him. He makes us lowly when we don't, when we don't want to show it. So that we might know him. So here's what I want to end with, okay? You can be sure, you can be sure that God uh, knows you and loves you in your lowliness. Because Mary says that God's mercy in verse 48, she says that God's mercy is on all generations. Oh, no, no. On verse 50, his mercy is from generation to generation on those who fear him. Mary says that his, his mercy is from generation to generation. And remember last week we read about Jesus' genealogy? We read about everyone who, who came before Jesus and then ended with Jesus, right? Well, Mary says that Jesus' mercy is from generation to generation. And for those of us who trust him, and know him, we are, we are now the generation, we are in his generation. We are in the family of Jesus, and so his mercy is on you. Yeah? Uh, yeah, it is. I hope so. Yeah. Everything you say right now. Mm-hmm. But let me, let me end with this. Let me, let me end with this, though, okay? All of you, all of you who feel lowly, all of you who are lowly, you don't need to hide it and fake like you have it all together because God's mercy is for you because you are part of Jesus' family when we trust in him. And he knows you, okay? And so this is, this is how Mary really shows us that it is a gift to be lowly, okay? Mary shows us that it is a gift to be lowly because Jesus knows and he loves those who are lowly. He knows and loves those who are lowly. He knows and loves you in your lowliness, in your shame, and fear, and doubt, and anger, confusion. He knows and loves you in the midst of that. And Jesus' love is perfect for each and every one of you. Let's pray. God, we thank you for tonight. We thank you uh, that we get to be together. Um, God, we ask that you would um, just do something in each of us, in all these students who are here, um, that they might um, encounter you in every part of their lives, in the good parts and in the lowly parts, in the parts that they're most ashamed of, where they know they've done wrong, in the parts uh, where they know they've been wronged. Um, we pray that you would encounter them there and show them your grace and your love, which is perfect. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.